Hey guys, this is Sam, and you're listening to the Facing the Sun podcast, the show that helps shine a light on building a better you. Friends, welcome to another episode of Facing the Sun. Today we are doing another episode of our sub-series, Confessions from the Blue Chair, where I dive into women in the workplace and being a woman, female, you know, CEO, entrepreneur, and unpacking all of those challenges and things. So join me for the ride. It's a really great one. And I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on being a woman in the workplace. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, kids. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Facing the Sun. I am Sam, if you have not figured that out already. And we are on the second episode of this sub-series of just me jabbering into the universe. But today, we're taking a, a different approach to this episode. <laughs> One that I'm, if we're being completely honest, very fired up about. <laughs> Because I've been talking to a lot of people about this topic, getting ready for this episode. And it's about female entrepreneurs and women in the workplace. And I need to preface this episode by saying, I love women, but I also love men. And I don't want to sit here and shit on the patriarchy or men for this entire episode. So I'm not going to, but we absolutely are going to address some real factual separation in the workplace when it comes to men and women, how men and women operate differently in the workplace, and just how women exist differently than men, which is okay, but there are some discrepancies that we're going to chat about today. And this this episode was inspired. A few people have approached me, especially since starting the podcast and kind of launching a new arm of the business, and all women asking me how I did it and how I exist in like the entrepreneur space and how it is to own and run a business. And I tell them the same thing pretty much every time, but I realize that not a lot of people have heard this perspective. (laughs) And so if you're a woman and you listen to my podcast, like we're going to talk about standing firm in your voice And this applies not only to starting a business, but also to just kind of existing in life and speaking up for yourself and saying your truth, which is really fucking important. (laughs) So I had a guest on my podcast. Uh, You'll hear from her later on um, this year, but she was my mentor when I worked in corporate America and really, really lit the fire for me to go out and do my own thing. She's one of the most level-headed, brilliant people I've ever met in my life. And we were chatting, recording this podcast last week, and I was just asking her kind of what she's experienced in the workplace in C-suite positions and high management positions versus things that I've experienced in high management positions and now being an entrepreneur and, and having to start my company and being the only one to represent my company for a long time when it first started and kind of just the challenges that we ran into. And I then asked all my social media followers, did a poll, kind of what they were facing as well as women in the workplace and the struggles that that they faced as well. There were a lot of really interesting different answers, a few that I want to touch on today that we're going to kind of unpack. And a few people said like overcoming traditional corporate experience challenges, like my skills are worth more money as a woman. 
And listen, before you guys start to shit on me about the wage gap, it still exists, okay? In 2022, women still earn on average 17% less than men. It's, it, it's just a thing. We have to stop ignoring it. Like, it's ridiculous. And it bothers me so much. And we can unpack this offline for people. But it is crazy that I have to market myself more and almost have more of a skill set currently to make the same amount of money as a man in the same position. But I'm not here to destroy the wage gap today. I know I'm just one woman and I cannot do that yet. But I would like to talk about ways that women can kind of stand up for themselves in that situation. And what I've come to learn in my experience in the working world and in my career is a lot of people view your emotions as a bad thing in the workplace. Women are emotional. Women can't make logical decisions when they're emotional, so they shouldn't be in places of management, blah, blah. I've heard it all. I've dealt with it all. But in actuality, and this is what I was talking to my mentor about last week, your emotional intelligence is actually what makes you awesome in the workplace because it helps you make fast decisions based on intuition and feeling. And obviously logic should absolutely be a thing when you're working, but your emotional connection to what you do and the passion in your work makes you so valuable and it translates when you harness it. And a lot of women have been conditioned in the workplace to be that masculine energy, to walk in, get shit done, have no emotions. And I did that for a long time, a long time. And it worked kind of, I mean, I got some great positions. I had a great corporate career and I made some decent money, but there was a disconnection because it wasn't genuine to who I was. And I could feel it. So of course, other people could feel it as well. And it was a very interesting contrast to start a company that with digital marketing, which I was very passionate about, still am, but then to start the coaching arm of my company, which is my true life's passion. Digital marketing doesn't even come close. Still love it. But when you compare it to life coaching, it is truly my emotional and spiritual passion. And so when I talk to people about it, that translates. And that emotional intelligence translates because I've gotten to know my career and my passion on a much deeper level than just a job that I work from nine to five, right? So let's talk about emotional intelligence in your workplace, right? I think that a lot of the times we kind of turn it off and have ourselves just work with things logistically, And I would love to see a shift. I mean, this is obviously a huge pipe dream, but I would love to see a huge shift in the corporate world uh, that really, you know, prioritizes emotional intelligence and especially with women in leadership roles. And it's crazy if we want to throw out some more statistics. Earlier this year, the BLS compared 120 occupations that employ men and women for the same job. And only in four jobs, women were promoted more than men. I mean, (laughs) come on. (laughs) Like, there is such an abrasive gap in, in your corporate world right now. And I'm kind of at a loss for words because sometimes it makes me so frustrated that there's this imbalance. But I guess at the end of the day, what I really want to chat about is how you as a woman... I'm sorry to all of my male listeners out there, but this one's for the girls. 
um, can stand in your power wherever you are and also in your job. And I think the thing that we need to realize right now today in this moment is that your value does not come from the perception of other people. It doesn't and it never will. Your value as a human being has and always will be there, but it is absolutely your job and your responsibility to recognize that and stand with it. And I have been called so many names in the course of my career uh, for sticking up for myself and for saying no and for saying, oh, I think that's a, maybe not the best practice. We should go with this based on my experience here, blah, blah, blah. People have been very threatened by that kind of talk from me, but I, you have to stop caring about what they think and you have to stop taking everything so personally Because at the end of the day, and I'm sure you've heard me say this a million times on this podcast, no one cares (laughs) about you as much as you do. And no one is thinking about your reputation or how you're perceived by others more than you are. And so when I was first starting my business, you know, selling myself and this company to get clients, I mean, it was so easy to just be timid, right? And and walk on eggshells and bend my prices just so I could get another client. And then at the end of the day, that was biting me in the ass because I had too many cheap clients that were taking advantage of my discounts and not enough clients that valued my work enough to pay my full price. And that was on me because I wasn't sticking to my value, right? And so when I started sticking to my guns and projecting that passion and emotional intelligence forward saying, this is what I'm good at, This is why I have a business. You can hire me or not. If I'm not the right person for you, that's totally fine. But I have this track record. I have these reviews. I have this portfolio. I will leave the choice up to you. That concept of radical surrender in business and showing up with your true value has paid in dividends for me over the course of my career. And so if you're sitting there listening to this podcast wondering, how do I get started with a business? Or how do I ask for that promotion? Or how do I just make myself stand out more in my current position is you have to see your internal value first before anyone else is going to see it. And that's this journey that we're all on, right? Is recognizing our value and celebrating it instead of picking it apart based on society's standards. And it's a hard journey, guys. (laughs) Like I'm not saying that I'm perfect at it at all. I wish I was, but I think it's going to be a lifelong path that I walk but we can blame the wage gap. We can blame, you know, corporate America and consumerism and all that stuff for creating this separation and this gap for us. But at the end of the day, we are all solely responsible for how we show up in the world. And I think that if we all do that every day, it will start to make a difference and it will start to change. And there absolutely has been a shift. Um, 2020 was kind of a year that saw women get promoted more in these corporate roles and managerial roles and um, women handle stress really well. And I noticed that in the corporate world in 2020, because, you know, I worked at a health and wellness company when a global pandemic happened (laughs) And, and our team was primarily women in leadership. And there were days where we would get on our, our sync calls and kind of sit there with 
our arms folded and no one would really say anything. And we'd just kind of shrug our shoulders and say, well, yep, it's a shit show, but are you ready to go to work again today? (laughs) And so the crisis management was just fantastic because we were aware there was a huge emotional element to work. Work and life blend a lot. And we were all very gracious with each other and patient with each other, but everyone was so damn good at their jobs. I didn't have to worry about them not showing up. And that's the kind of environment I want you guys to create for yourselves, whether it's in work or life or anything else, personal relationships, be so solid in what you can give. And it's okay if you don't show up with hundred percent every day. Sometimes it's 20, sometimes it's five, sometimes it's 1%, but be solid in what you're able to give And then surround yourself with people that you don't have to question whether or not they're going to show up for you. And this practice of one, showing up for yourself creates an incredible trust between you and your inner child and that bond that you have to show up for them. And two, you show up for others and that creates this insanely deep connection that transcends just the day-to-day stuff that we have to do. And so even though we started talking about this from a corporate standpoint, we're kind of moving into like a spiritual thing, which, you know, is very on brand for me these days. But there's nothing wrong with being a woman that sees her value. And I think that gets shit on a lot more than we realize because I've been called bitchy. I've been called insensitive. I've been called abrasive because I've stood up for myself and I've said no, or I've pushed an opinion based on my work experience that didn't necessarily go with what everyone else was thinking. And it's, it was just fascinating because I, I sat there and I was like, if a man was saying this, how would that be taken differently? I don't know, but here's one other piece of advice I will give you any client or coworker or manager that makes you feel small or insecure for standing your ground and giving your opinion is not someone you want to be around. A true leader and a true manager will hear you and see you and respect that opinion. Of course, be respectful when you're delivering it as well. We don't need to shit on people, especially in the workplace. But a true leader will hold space for you. And any client on the flip side, if you're starting your own business and you're wanting to do that and you're starting to you know, look for clients... Any client that tries to diminish your value is not a client you want to have. And it's okay to let that money go to find a client that values you and your skill set. It is worth the wait, I promise. So many women will come up to me and ask if I, you know, did I discount prices when I first started my company? And for the first month, I did. But that shot me in the foot because then I had too many clients that expected the moon for a third of my retainer fee. And I looked at my, you know, client database and I said, I would rather wait for one client where I can charge three times more than this and do it well than have six clients that want to take advantage of me and my time. And so it's terrifying and it's scary to have to rely on your value. But guess what? You already have it. You can develop your skill set. You can develop your portfolio. You can keep getting better at your job always. I want you to keep doing that. But your value and your business should never be negotiated, ever, period. And so when you are navigating this space, 
whether you're brand new or you're wanting to make a change, please, for me, if not for you, stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. This is what I'm good at. This is how much I charge. Take it or leave it. Oh, you want to add some services? Cool, let's increase the price. Because at the end of the day, you're selling yourself and your time, and that's valuable. And so I think that women in the workplace have so much power, and if we were to lean on our emotional intelligence and spirituality more, it would actually get us more places. But that is a, you know, personal opinion of mine. But another question, another answer that I got to that question of, you know, challenges that women see in the workplace uh, that I thought was really interesting. There are two. The first one is working through menstrual pain. She said, I have to sit at my desk with a uterus on self-destruct. This is something I truly did not even think about. And that's partially because I no longer have a uterus. So I don't deal with period pains every month anymore. But before I had my cancer removal surgery, I mean, I was in pain all the time to the point where I would drop to my knees in the middle of my day because it it was so extremely painful. And that is just a fascinating concept for me that truly no one really talks about. We are just expected to kind of deal with that on our day to day. Let's not even talk about maternity leave in most corporate jobs. And now that it's not enough time, but I mean, Wow. Fascinating. Fascinating. Another thing that another girl said is not saying this is only for females, but can we please stop acting like our colleagues are supposed to be our family? Here's another interesting way to look at that. So I've been very lucky in my corporate jobs and with my clients in my, in running my own business where I do get along with all of them, but especially because women are, you know, maternal and like we create those deep connections. I I can see how there would be a little bit of an expectation to be emotionally close with your coworkers. And here's what I'll say to that. Here's my here's my opinion and my perspective. I think that your connections at work are absolutely what you choose them to be and your boundaries will always be your boundaries. And at the end of the day, you need to come into work holding whatever that boundary is. If you need to lean on some coworkers, lean on your coworkers. But if you want to keep it very safe and just come in and do your job, there is absolutely a way you can do that while still being kind and respectful. And you don't have to tell them all of your life secrets and hang out on the weekends. Do it if you want to. I've had plenty of great memories with my coworkers, but you don't have to. And I think that that brings me to kind of my last point is there are so many different ways and uh, that people can go about in their career. And there are so many different expectations that come along with that. But at the end of the day, it starts here. And it starts with you truly standing steady in what you want and your desires, because everything else will project from there and everything else will follow from there. But if you're shaky and you don't trust yourself and you don't see yourself doing a good job, I promise that will translate into the work you do 100% of the time. It's happened to me. I second guess myself and the job went to shit. (laughs) But on on another job, I was fully confident that I could get it done. And even though shit hit the fan, 
deeply so many times, I was able to do it because I was confident in myself. And this confidence in the workplace, out of the workplace is like a muscle. You have to keep exercising it for it to get stronger. You're not just going to walk into work one day and all of a sudden be this most confident, amazing employee or founder or independent contractor or whatever. All of this experience is a building block that has to be added on every single day. And so my advice to you would be one, get a mentor or a coach, shameless plug, Uh, but it doesn't have to be me. But I am extremely passionate about helping women in this area. And what we would do is we would unpack why we're feeling stuck energetically, spiritually, physically. We would kind of unpack where those blockages are because I promise they're not what you think. (laughs) We would dive into that and we would find out how to take those things, remove the blockages and really get you on a path that helps you reach your true goal. A lot of the time it's not a promotion or a certain amount of money. It's an emotion or a feeling or a memory or an experience that we want, that we want to achieve. But I'll tell you from personal experience, it's hard to see what that is on your own. And so a mentor, a group, you know, community is wonderful. Learn from them, lean on them. Education online doesn't have to be traditional education. Do something that widens your perspective and your paradigm. Because clearly if you're feeling stuck, you doing it by yourself hasn't really been working out. I can guess (laughs) you're doing amazing, sweetie, but you can always do better and we can always be getting better. And it is so much easier when we have that third party perspective to help us look through the lens and tell us what we could be doing better. Or, Hey, maybe we should reframe something this way, or maybe we should approach it from this angle. There are so many different things that you can try that I guarantee you haven't yet (laughs) that will probably do wonders for you. So to all my women, in the workforce, one, thank you for listening. I think you're doing an amazing job and thank you for adding value to everything that you do. Two, don't forget your value. It has and always will be there. It's not going anywhere, but it is your job to give it space and to let it breathe and to let it grow because it's always going to be there. And three, don't mute yourself. Do not, please, for the love of God, tone yourself down to fit in a smaller box. If you feel like you need to do that, you are in the wrong space or you are around the wrong people. You need to be in places and around people who allow you to grow, who want to see you expand and get better. And that is what we are chasing, right? Is this path of growth. And that's where we start. So... Thank you for listening to me ramble. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this. And if you guys have any thoughts, I would love um, to come find me on social, Facing the Sun podcast, Sam Adams 7. I would love to talk more about this. I think it's something we need to give attention to. So thank you for listening. To all my men who have listened to this episode, would also love to hear your thoughts. But keep the comments kind, please. And uh, we will see you guys next week for another interview episode and next month for another Confessions from the Blue Chair. Thank you for joining me. See you guys soon. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you. If you want to keep up with all the happenings, be sure to like, follow, subscribe. You know the drill. You can also find me on Instagram at samadam7 and find out more about the biz at sunfloweragencies.com. That's S-N-F-L-W-R agencies.com. Thanks guys.